0: Hello women of fire. I tried to give you like a five-minute heads up. I'm so sorry. I just have to roll with going live Whenever Genesis is asleep or taken care of and I just happen to have uh, some of the Wallace family helping with her right now So I hope you're having a great evening for those of you that aren't able to jump on live That's okay, you can watch this later, midnight, 6 a.m., whatever works for you. Um, While we are waiting for our friends to jump on, I do wanna say a couple things about our upcoming Women of Fire Conference. I cannot believe it is next week. Literally, next Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So if you're able to be here and join us, I promise it will be worth any time, effort, and investment you have to make to get there. I wanna say something about registration. It will be closing in just a few days. I'm sure they're gonna keep you informed about that through our posts and when it closes, it legitimately closes. Um, we are around a thousand ladies right now. So um, I know a lot of times people get on and are like, oh, hurry. You know, it's like an urgency to get you to register. I'm I'm being serious. We have like a thousand ladies signed up right now. And when we close registration, it will close. If we're able to, we're going to definitely do walk-up registration, but you won't get lunch or any of the things we order. We just won't be able to pull that off. So please Um, especially my RTTN ladies. You better get on there and register. I don't want you to miss uh, what God is gonna do. So register for all of my moms coming who have a uh, daughter who is middle or high school age. This is a little bit of a different age target uh, for Women of Fire this year, but we're gonna do Girls of Fire in a new phase. Um, I know we targeted the younger girls. Um, when we did it last time, but we are doing a couple activities to kind of keep Girls of Fire rolling. Um, we will not be having a separate Girls of Fire event all weekend. I feel like um, with everything going on and, and still COVID lingering, we just need to stay together and, and keep things as they are. But we are going to do some special events for middle and high school girls. They'll have a special social on Thursday night after service and then they have a special lunch with a panel discussion prayer so if you have a middle or high school girl and you've not signed them up for women of fire you're gonna want to do that um, and then you can also you'll be getting an email where you can indicate that they want a ticket to the girls of fire event so that's middle and high school girls you want them to be there uh, for girls of fire um, I just wanted to throw some other things in there um, as we're waiting for people to get on we had our logistics meeting today we're doing food trucks after service this year. It's going to be so fun. Bring your money for that. We thought that would be a fun thing, and then I think I told you you might get wet at at Women of Fire, and I don't want to get too far into this word. I will probably do it on a Facebook Live if I don't do it in person that weekend, Um, but I absolutely believe at the turning of this Jewish New Year, us gathering for Women of Fire, that we are in a moment of renewal. We are in a moment of fresh beginning, uh I just believe that I believe in the spirit there's a grace for renewal right now and so I'm going to talk a little bit about new skin the new skin of the church and um we're going to actually have baptism open at Women of Fire. I know that sounds crazy. And this, I mean, if you've never been baptized, and it is a baptism that represents your first time and having been saved, we want to honor that. But this is a little different than we're having a baptism service for everyone who's been saved. This is a baptism of renewal. And this is a baptism to get us ready for the new thing God is about to do. When Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, he wasn't getting saved. He was about to uh, come out in the the power and anointing of the Holy Spirit and start his public ministry. His baptism was preparation for the dove. His baptism was preparation for the wilderness. It was preparation for his public ministry. And so before this fresh oil was poured upon him, he was baptized. And that's what's stirring in my heart that God is going to have a, a new beginning. A uh, fresh oil will be poured out. There's a spirit of renewal. And so for all those who want to get dunked, we're going to have Baptism. So that's going to be so fun. So I just wanted to wet your whistle with a couple things that are coming at Women of Fire. And then I'm going to jump right in. So as concerning the fast, I hope you're surviving. I am not going to lie. This second seven-day phase has been hard. (laughs) I don't know if I've just been so busy. I did a couple conferences over the weekend. But for all of you who may be struggling for grace, we're in the same boat. I'm praying for grace for you. God is sustaining us. Flesh is not in control. We are going to finish strong but we're in our second uh, seven-day phase of fasting. This second seven-day phase will end on Wednesday night at midnight, and then you will start your last seven-day phase on Thursday, and you'll fast from Thursday to Wednesday at midnight, and you'll end right before the conference. So you've got just a few days in this second phase before you jump into the third. So I'm going to just jump into the Word of the Lord now and with what I want to encourage you with um, on this uh, second phase of seven-day fasting as we get ready for Women of Fire. So I was—I um, got out of my car the other day, and Genesis had fell asleep in the car, and I knew if I moved her, she would wake up, so I wanted to give her like 10 more minutes to sleep. So I was just uh, cleaning out my car, and I had her van door open, and I was just... Uh, working on things in my driveway while I was letting her rest. And I turned around and um, one of our little flower beds is right by where I park my van. And it um, had some weeds in the flower bed and that drives me crazy. Um, And if I have time, I I enjoy pulling weeds. That that act of just jerking them out of the ground is therapy to me. So there were just a couple weeds and um, I went to pull them. And what was crazy is uh, these weeds were, were very loosely in the soil, maybe more so than normal. Uh, when I went to pull them, they just came out so easily. And they actually had a very long root, and the whole root just pulled up. So I pulled two or three weeds like this, and I threw it in the, on the concrete in the sun to dry out and kill the roots. But then there were these other growth places, <laughs> these things growing, that were around the tree. And I went to pull on it the same way and when I did totally different root system like I tugged I pulled this was not coming up and it took me a few minutes to realize these roots were attached to the tree it was like tree growth coming up around the bark of the tree and even though from the surface it it looked like a weed the root system was attached to the tree And so I couldn't pull them up. And of course, in in a day of fasting, uh, that was a living object lesson for me. And what I want to share with um, where I've been in a a kind of a heavy place for the past two or three days of uh, um, self-reflection. We are in the 10 days of awe. That started the first day of Rosh Hashanah. And it ends this Thursday, the 16th, the 10 days of awe. And that is a time of self-reflection. And I hope you've been taking advantage of that. Um, I feel like the Lord's cleaning out hearts. He's cleaning out my heart. This is a time for personal repentance. It's a time to repent for our personal contribution to the national sin in our nation. Because Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement on Thursday, is repentance for national sin. And national sin is only birthed when the hearts of the people birth the sin. So I've been asking the Lord, how have I contributed? To what's happening in our nation, and Lord, cleanse me, purify me. Um, as I talk about it, I feel a well of emotion rising up in my heart um, uh, because I have been teaching on the parable of the, the ten virgins, five were ready, five were not, and what I said Sunday at church was that all were pure, but only 50% were ready. And I know these scriptures um, send us into turmoil as Christians sometimes, the thought of not being ready. But the truth is, the word of God lets us know that many will stand before him and say, Lord, Lord, didn't we cast out devils? Didn't we heal the sick? Didn't we preach your word? And he will say, depart from me, I never knew you. And it's the same terminology he uses in the parable of the ten virgins. He shuts the door and they say, let us in. And he says, "I, I don't know you. I don't have an intimate relationship with you, and I think it's important in these 10 days of awe, at least for Devin Wallace, I have been saying, Father, thank you that you allow me to preach. Thank you that um, I pray for people and they've been healed. Thank you, Father, that you can give me prophetic words and I can go on Facebook Live and share it with my sisters, but Lord, I don't want to perform acts of ministry but not be ready in my own personal heart and life for your return. I don't want the sparkle of gifts to overshadow anything that is not pure in my heart. And I think that is an infection that the American church has, is an infatuation with gifts, but we don't take enough time to search our own heart. And I know it messes with our theology, but we can operate in gifts, but not be near to the Father. And so I don't want to just be a minister that has a big ministry or preaches good sermons or, or has um, a lot of following. I want to know my heart is ready for His return. And if I never preach another sermon, if I never have another Facebook Live I want to know that my heart is pure and watching for Him and in love with Him and not bought by anything this world has to offer. I'm not for sale. I don't want my heart to be for sale. I want to be sold out to Him. I want my children to know I am sold out to Him. And so that's what these 10 days of all have been about for me is um, personal repentance, making sure I love my neighbor, making sure I'm not walking in unforgiveness and bitterness, making sure that I am walking in integrity, uh, making sure I'm not winking at little, little sins that um, can spoil the whole vine. I want to be pure. And so when this whole weeding thing happened, I feel like I'm rambling now, when this whole weeding thing happened, I felt like the Lord spoke to me and said, Devin, I'm gonna start tugging at your heart. And when the Lord starts tugging and we start feeling that pull, I felt like what the Lord was telling me is, Devin, what gives way easily, let it go because it's not rooted in me. When I start tugging on things, relationships, ministry goals, ambition, things that you're putting your hands to do, places you're investing your time. When I start pulling at those things because I want to remove them from your life, if the root gives way easily let it go. It's not rooted in me. We can even do this self-examining. We can start pulling and tugging on things in our lives saying, Father, is this you? Is this you? Is this how you want me to behave? Is this a connection you want me to have? Is this a friendship that's healthy for me? Is this um, a daily activity that is fruitful for me? Is this a goal I have in my life that you want for me? And if we find that the Holy Spirit is pulling on things that doesn't, doesn't have a deep rooted system in our heart and it can be removed easily, we need to let it go and we need to allow the Lord to uproot. And then the Lord let me know what He has planted in my heart. Destiny from birth, relationships that are God-ordained, activities and focus and ambition that is God-ordained goals. Those things, it doesn't matter how much life pulls on them. It doesn't matter how much I want to run from them. They are rooted in Him. They are rooted in the tree. They are rooted in the vine. And there's no demon in hell, and there's no critic, and there's no hater that can pull those things out of your life. You know, when you are under fire and you have enemies coming against you, if they can pull up things out of your heart and life, those things weren't rooted in Him anyways. Whatever a man can remove from you, whatever a person um, can break in your life, that's not of God. But I'm here to tell you what God has rooted in our heart it will remain no matter who pulls on it, no matter what circumstances come against you, no matter what's said. It will be rooted in the vine, and it will remain. And so this may be an uncomfortable prayer, and I've got something else to share about it. I want to show you something. But I'm just stopping right now to pray a grace over you on this day of fasting and the remainder of the 10 days of all. I am praying that this grace for uprooting will be upon your life. I am praying that whatever the Lord wants to take, he can take. Whatever the Lord wants to keep, he can keep. I am praying that, we allow Him to prune us. Um, we allow us Him to remove whatever should not remain. And that we as women won't hold on to what the Lord wants us to let go of. I just pray a grace for release over your life. Of things that are on your plate. Things in your daily life. Friendships and connections. Things in your heart that are compromising to your future. Whatever the Lord wants to pull at and uproot, I give you a a grace. I pray a grace on you to let it go. Not only let it go, but let the Lord throw it on the sidewalk and let the sun burn the root so that it never grows in your heart again. So there's an uprooting that's happening. What do you think? God's uprooting, Pastor and I think I told you relationships, ambition, goals. But one thing I saw in Scripture I wanted to read, Psalms 9 and 6, it talks about uprooting the enemies of the Lord. I believe this is something God could be doing in our own life, but I believe we should pray as God is uprooting personally in our life. I think it's something we should pray over our nation, that God will uproot enemies. And this is the deal. When God uproots something, It doesn't grow anymore. In fact, um, Psalms nine and six says this: The enemy has come to eternal ruin. Lord, you have uprooted his cities, and the very memory of them has perished. When God uproots an enemy of a nation, an enemy of His people, an enemy of your life. The very memory of them will perish. He will uproot them never to torment you anymore. All I think of is the story when Pharaoh was following the children of Israel and they lured him into the Red Sea. Pharaoh's own ambition lured him into the Red Sea after the children of Israel. And when God got finished with Pharaoh, his army was completely swallowed up in the Red Sea. And the Lord told his people, you'll not even see him anymore. I don't know about you, but I'm not necessarily talking about people, although the enemy will use people. I'm talking about demonic forces that have come against you and come against me. I'm ready for the uprooting of my enemies. I'm ready for some of these generational assignments that come against me. I'm ready for some of these repetitive attacks, these weak places the enemy continually comes in. The same spirit comes in running its mouth. The same spirit comes in to agitate and aggravate and harass. I am ready for an uprooting. I am asking for the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, not only uproot things that are in my heart and life, but I'm praying right now in the name of Jesus, you will uproot the enemies that have been following me, the enemies that have been tormenting me, the enemies that have been set up for years against my life. I am asking you, Father, in these 10 days of all, to reach down and pull up those enemies by the root, out of my heart, out of my life, out of relationships, out of connections, that are unhealthy for me, uproot them so that they never come again to torment, to hinder, to harass, or become an obstacle. Just like Psalms 9 and 6, let the memory of them even perish. So I stop right now and I pray that over you. Father, not only uproot out of our hearts personal things that you want to remove, personal things that you want us to find release from, weeds in our garden, Father, we allow you right now to remove them. But Lord, I am asking by your Spirit that you will begin to uproot the enemies. That have harassed your daughters, the enemies that have pursued them, the enemies that have come season after season to attack them. I just declare in these 10 days of all, these last few days of the second phase of the fast, Lord, let there be an uprooting of our enemies. In fact, I just heard by the Spirit, He's going to uproot disease and sickness. There's an enemy of disease and sickness that has vexed some of the daughters watching right now. I am just praying in in the name of Jesus, He will uproot it um and never to to taunt you again never to spring up in your body again that he will remove the very memory of it the residue of it the damage of it in the name of Jesus i just release that and so i pray for an uprooting not only do i pray for an uprooting but jeremiah 1 and 10 jeremiah 31 and 28 um it it refers to something that's actually repeated throughout scripture. There is an anointing to uproot and replant and rebuild at the same time. There are some scriptures where God just uprooted things, uh, but there are other times uh, like I just referred to in the book of Jeremiah where there was an anointing released upon the prophet to uproot and to rebuild at the same time. So instead of the Lord just uprooting and leaving a massive hole, He also rebuilds right structure. Instead of just uprooting a relationship or a connection, He replaces it with a right relationship or connection. Instead of just uprooting something off your plate or your daily schedule, He replaces it with what He wants that time spent for. Instead of just uprooting a passion or an ambition or a goal in your heart, He replaces it with God design and God steps and God ambition that He has for your heart. And I believe that this uprooting anointing is also coupled with a rebuilding anointing, even down to what I just spoke about the uprooting of our enemies. I believe that the Lord is going to tear down strongholds of the enemy, uproot structures, lies, strongholds that the enemy has built in our lives season after season. Not only is he going to tear them down, but he's going to rebuild right thinking. He's going to rebuild truth. He's going to rebuild right identity and right mindset. So not only is the Lord going to tear down, but he's going to build up. And this is how he showed it to me. I was in a um prayer service. Pastor Sean Baker was speaking to our students at school, and I was praying over a student and the Lord gave me a prophetic picture for that student and I delivered a word to her. And I have not been able to get that prophetic picture out of my mind. And when I had this encounter with the plants in my yard uprooting weeds, the Lord brought it back to me. And today he brought it back to my spirit. And I said, that's it. I'm sharing it with the women of fire group. This is what he showed me. Now, we know in the book of Jeremiah, the word of God says that his word is like a hammer. Um, And and that I have preached it, um, a hammer, when it hits a rock, it can hit it over and over and over. And at first, it doesn't look like anything's happening. But what Jeremiah is saying is the word of God is like a hammer. You declare it, you declare it, you declare it to the rock, to the stronghold of the enemy, to the lie, to the structure that the enemy has built. And it doesn't look like anything's happening at first. I could strike the rock, strike the rock, strike the rock, nothing happened. But what is happening is the hammer, the the force of the hammer is weakening the rock at the core. It's weakening the rock from the inside out. So that you strike with the hammer, you strike with the hammer, you strike with the hammer. And it may take 10 times, it may take 50 times, it may take 100 times, depending on how big the rock is. But eventually, there will be a strike of the hammer that the rock crumbles, the rock breaks in two, the rock breaks into pieces. Because the rock is being weakened from the inside out by the hammer. And so Jeremiah was saying, this is the word of God. You've got to learn to declare it over and over at the lie of the enemy. Over and over at the stronghold of the enemy. And when it doesn't move the first time you declare it, declare it again. When it doesn't move the fifth time you declare it, declare it again. When it doesn't move the seventh day you fasted, declare it again. And, and he's teaching us that the word of God is like a hammer and it works but we may not see it on the outside, that word will begin to weaken the structures of the enemy from the inside out. When you get in your mirror and you declare the word of God over yourself, you will begin to weaken the false identity of the enemy, the lies of the enemy from the inside out until they finally crumble and fall. That's the power of the word of God. So the Lord said, in this season of uprooting, I am going to, with my word, destroy what the enemy has planted. I want to destroy what the enemy has built. Um, I read it, I think, already. Psalms, oh, I'm sorry, no, in Matthew 15 and 13, these are the words of Jesus. Jesus said, Every plant that my heavenly Father did not plant will be uprooted. So that's been my prayer. Father, Matthew 15 and 13 says, Everything you don't plant, it will be uprooted. So, Heavenly Father, whatever you've not planted in my heart that's growing there, I want it gone. I want it uprooted. Whatever the enemy has built in my heart, in my mind, in my life, whatever he's built in my home, whatever he's built in my children that you did not plant, I want it uprooted. This is my prayer until Thursday for the next few days of the 10 days of all. Father, I am examining my heart. Holy Spirit, come in with the flashlight. Anything that is growing here, Anything that's growing in the Wallace house, anything that's growing in my children's hearts that you did not plant, I want it gone. I want it uprooted. I want it to, the memory of it to not even live on in our lives. I want it uprooted. And that's the work of the hammer. And that's the work of the Word of God. And I saw it over this student. But I saw something I'd never seen before. The Lord said, look at the other side of the hammer. It is also used for uprooting. This brings, uh, pulls nails out. So if I had built a little uh, shed or something and I pulled all the nails out, that structure would fall down. So this hammer on both sides can be used to tear down at the core and it can be used to uproot the structures of the enemy. But this is what's crazy about this little magic tool called the hammer. This right here will uproot and pull down nails. This right here, if the enemy has a structure in your life a stronghold, it can the, the word of the, the Lord can be declared to tear it down. But you know what else this hammer does? It also builds up. I've always just I've always focused on the destructive side of the hammer, and I want the spirit of the Lord to be destructive against what the enemy has planted in my life. But if I want to build something new, I also pull out this same hammer. And the same hammer that can tear down is also the same hammer that can build up. And this is how I liken the anointing In Jeremiah 1 and Jeremiah 31 and everywhere else in scripture where the Lord talks about uprooting then rebuilding. It's this anointing. It's the hammer anointing and that is what I'm prophesying over your life right now in the next few days is that the Lord will bring this hammer anointing into our lives and that he'll use that hammer to dig in our hearts and our homes and our futures and uproot anything that doesn't belong. But he'll also take that same hammer and not just tear things down but that he'll use that same hammer and begin to rebuild what should have been there to begin with. He'll begin to rebuild what we should have believed to begin with. He'll begin to rebuild what should have been said, should have been done, what relationships should have been in the place of that in the name of Jesus. And so I release this hammer anointing over your life tonight. And I pray that God begins to uproot what doesn't belong, and that we have the grace to let it go, and that God begins to rebuild what He originally designed in your life, in your identity, your calling, your character, those you're connected to, everything you put your hands to do, and in your family's life, that it's just another form of divine alignment coming to us at the beginning of this Jewish New Year. And so, I'm just praying that there's a shaking and a shifting in the next few days. And I'm about to pray for you now and just ask for the Lord to uproot and ask for the Lord to rebuild so that when we come out of this 21 days of seeking him, We feel like a new creation, and we feel like we can operate effectively and efficiency. God's about to uproot and tear down some things that have just straight been a hindrance in your life. He's about to uproot dead weight in your life, ladies. Dead weight. He's about to uproot distractions in your life that have caused you to look to the right and the left and kept you from focusing and being productive. And I believe as He removes this dead weight and He removes um, these opportunities, obstacles, and as He removes things that have diverted you, and He's removed this baggage you've carried, you're going to come out of this 21 days operating in greater efficiency, greater effectiveness in the Spirit. Your heart is going to be invested more effectively in things that are fruitful, and instead of feeling like you're you're investing the things of your heart in things that are not producing fruit, there's no greater... Um, uh, let down than knowing you've poured your heart into something that did not bear fruit or you've poured your heart into someone that it was not fruitful or you poured your heart into something um, that did not have a good end result and I believe the days of wasted emotions, wasted heart, wasted finances, wasted opportunity, those days are coming to an end for us women of fire. Those days of, of wasted effectiveness are coming to an end and I don't know who's, who's pulling on me right now, but I'm prophesying to someone right now. You have been frustrated. Your body is exhausted with wasted energy and wasted moments. You have been pouring your life into things that God is now about to uproot. And, and it's going to feel awkward for a moment. You're not going to be so sure if you should release it or not. And I'm here to tell you, let it go. And God is not just going to remove some things that are like leeches on your time and leeches on your talent and leeches on your treasure, but he's going to rebuild for you what his original design is for you. And you're going to find when you're operating in the structures God has built for you and you have let go of what the enemy planted in his deceit, you will be more productive with less effort. You will pour out less but gain more fruit because that is the effectiveness of the spirit. Kev's coming in and getting the bottle. And I want you to know that um, in this season, he is about to uproot and remove those things that are sucking the life out of you, that are keeping you um, doing good things, but not God things. And he's about to replant the God things in his life. So I just want to pray for you now and um, encourage you on these days of fasting tomorrow please join me for noon prayer. Kevin and I will be leading tomorrow with our students. It's, it's just going to be a powerful time of seeking Him. Um, and then I'll be back on uh, the rest of this week. So let me just pray for you now. Father. I just feel this prophetic unction in my heart. There are women right now, Father, that, you know, maybe this was a good word that they're going to put in their pocket and use for later. But I know that there are some women watching right now that this is a rhema word for them. This is an on-time word for them. Uh, there are some women watching me right now, Father, they are exhausted running in every direction right now, being pulled out in every direction, feeling like they're not bearing any fruit as some of them are walking in confusion right now saying, father, what's you? What's me? What's the expectations of people? I don't want just good things. I want God things. And I pray right now, father, that you would just begin to uproot by spirit of revelation. Just begin to divide what is you and what has been planted by the enemy. And I pray that you would just begin to uproot father, things that we're investing our time in that um are wasting moments, uh, relationships that are not going to have a good end result or they're not going to bear fruit, ambitions we're following in our heart, Father, if there is wrong mindsets or character flaws or sin we're harboring in our heart that is slowing us down and it's dead weight and baggage in our life, Lord, we want you to remove it. Uh, right now, Father, we give you a permission and we ask you uh, to uproot it and we ask you to give us grace to let it go. I just sing Elsa over you. Let it go in the name of Jesus. And then, Father, I pray that you wouldn't just begin to remove over women, but you would begin to build, build, build. We sing it build your church and each one of these ladies are your church in the name of Jesus and I pray that this won't just be a demolition season although father we welcome the wrecking ball of the Lord. We welcome the demolition season of the Lord. I say it with weightiness. Father, Devin Wallace welcomes the demolition of the Lord for what does not belong in my life. But Father, this is not just going to be the rubble of demolition, but I just declare these women are about to walk into a season of renewal and rebuilding in the name of Jesus. I feel that all the way down to my toes. There is a grace for renewal and a grace for rebuilding in the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray that we will not uh, be fixated on the demolition phase, but that we will be encouraged by the building up of the Spirit and what you begin to connect in our lives, what you begin to surface in our lives. I thank you. Someone right now is receiving the gift of simplification. God's about to simplify life and relationships and simplify your focus in the name of Jesus. In your house, I declare chaos is being uprooted. I don't know who I'm talking to. Somebody has been wrestling chaos in your house. The enemy has come in and he has planted all kinds of weeds that have caused chaos. They are choking the life out of your home. I just declare the Lord's about to take this hammer and he's about to start uprooting the chaos, uprooting the division, and I declare he's going to rebuild the house. It feels like your house is falling apart And I came to tell you what the enemy has built is falling apart, but God is about to rebuild your house the way he designed it. He's about to rebuild your heart, daughter of God, the way he designed it. And he's uprooting every lie of the enemy that has been planted. And so I just breathe and release that anointing over you, wherever you are right now, over your home. And Father, we receive your uprooting. We receive your demolition and we declare the enemy's days are numbered in our house, his moments are numbered in our heart. And according to Matthew 15 and 13, everything that God did not plant, we declare. It is now being uprooted in the name of Jesus. And that grace to rebuild, according to Jeremiah 1 and 31, is released over the lives of these women. And we give you praise. And so Father, now I just pray a grace over the end of this fasting phase, all the way till Wednesday at midnight. Give us wisdom and guidance on what we should fast for our last phase. We cover this coming conference, Father, by the blood of Jesus. We pray for a tsunami of your glory to come from beginning to end. Right now, Father, I pray grace for every woman coming that nothing will hinder, nothing will stand in the way. Get her there. We pray for our speakers, our worship, all the logistics. Lord, I just pray from the moment it begins until the moment it ends. That we are immersed in a wave of your glory that forever transforms us and forever changes us. And, And Lord, we just receive now with thanksgiving what you're about to do and we give you praise. So I love you ladies. God bless you all. I will see you tomorrow and don't forget to join for noon prayer.